0: We're unforgettable, Daisy Duke's bikinis on top. Sun kissed skin so hot, we'll melt your pops. Door, I'm going to hit this city before I leave, brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack, because when I leave for the night, I ain't coming back. Hands. Ha 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 Why did you betray me, Gina? <laughs> Emily, I trusted you. <laughs> Folks, what up? It is Fry. Yay! No, I say Fry, you say yay. I say Fry, you say yay. Fry. Fry. <laughs> Real Housewives, baby! Real Housewives on the island, baby! Folks, it is Friday. It's so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. This is your Real Housewives of Orange County Episode 3 recap. I'm trying to be extra annoying right up top. Uh, Sandra told me to remind you guys, if you like this podcast, please say that that you do. Uh, At least a handful of you. Please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts uh that always helps so so much and also thank you to all the new patreon subscribers that's awesome hey baddies uh we will be sending out cards uh just sent me the mailing list but by the way if you just signed up don't worry i've got extra envelopes extra everything you will be getting your card as well and uh that's it like we're a week what is it is christmas tomorrow what are we where are we who who am I? Uh, it is going to be it's beginning to look a lot like Orange County. Everywhere we go. Um, how is everybody out there? Are you guys psyched that it's Friday? Are you guys stressed because it's near the holidays? Also, nobody has really reached out to me to tell me how they're lying to their kids this this year about Santa. Like, has any of your kids wised up yet? Like, hey kids! If you're listening with your parents, let me talk to you. Do you believe in Santa still? What? Oh, my God. Could you imagine if some kids just walking by and their mom's listening to this show? And I'm like, Santa's not real, kids. Nothing is real. Don't believe. By the way, was Santa our first conspiracy theory? Is that like conspiracy theories for kids? Like (laughs) our kids out there like anti-vaxxers are like, yo. You know Santa's just like a thing that the government does, right? Like that, it's a way to control you, bro. Um, How is everybody? Is everybody good? I've said that three times now, but I just want to make sure before we get going. Um, Yeah, I didn't sleep great last night, and I spent time at the DMV today. Never good. Uh, My car is all messed up, and I have to get a new car. There's so many end-of-the-year things that, like, it's like... Why didn't I try to do anything during the year? Why do I always wait? It's like I will never. It's like that feeling you get. Like I've never. I'm always chasing that feeling in high school where you don't study all semester. And then the night before the final, you're like, time to cram. Let's get the Mountain Dew and stay up all night. And oh my God, you guys. I remember writing term papers in high school. I don't even think we call them term papers, just essays or whatever. I remember. Doing that, I remember doing the do the mountain do and listening to albums on repeat and going like, do you remember the first time you stayed up to like five or six in the morning? And you were like, look at me, a real adult. And the part that you were calling a real adult was somebody that was just completely slacking on their schoolwork for the entirety of the semester. And then when you do decide to do it, and you have to stay up till five, you're like, look at me, a real adult. (laughs) and then you eventually end up podcasting. Um, Guys, I'm going to tell you, I think Real Housewives of Orange County is amazing this season. We're three episodes in. I swear to God, I'm not trying to build it up. It's great. Also, what is great, what I talked to you guys about yesterday, Real Housewives of Miami. Are you guys digging it? I thought those first two episodes were excellent. Excellent. We, We are so lucky, you guys. I think we have good stories coming at us from all angles. I'm hearing there's big Beverly Hills news on Monday. I'm wondering if if it's a demotion or a cast edition, but we will be finding out on Monday, supposedly. Also, there were a paparazzi shots uh set out today where Erica Jane was receiving flowers at a door at her door from some delivery guy without a mask. She has COVID. Yo, I know there's like probably a one in ten chance that guy's gonna get it, but like what a way to increase the odds of like Thank you for the flowers. I don't have any money, but uh, can I tip you in COVID? (laughs) Look at me. Look at my life. (laughs) And the Rena stuff that I've been talking about with the battle between her and Delilah has heated up. But in—dude, Rena plays dirty, you guys. Did you see on her Instagram story she just posted a a video, a collage of videos— of Delilah growing up happy with her and the family and, you know, their, their you know, Lois and the whole thing. And it's like, that is hitting below the belt. And listen, kids are always going to smart off. They are. They're always going to be assholes. But the fact is, you don't play along. Like, you got to be the better person when you're the adult, I imagine. Could be wrong. Obviously, I'm not speaking from experience. But the fact that Rinna is like, publicly then posting these things it's like yo keep it behind the scenes girl no 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 even if delilah says something publicly you don't comment don't play into that it's like weirdly gross it's like you're not 18 your daughter is or in that vicinity um okay so we got OC great we got Miami now running great Below Deck, dude. Did you guys watch Below Deck this weekend? The the Chief Stew, um, it's it's wild. Like it's the the Chief Stew repeated the N word. That and it's wild. If you guys saw it, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's really eye opening. It's really eye-opening the stuff that you actually see on these shows. And I know these are very delicate conversations, but um, the chief stew, Heather Chase, apologizes now for using the N-word. Um, one of the uh, the deckhands, Raina, Lindsay, um, she said the N-word first and, uh, and then Heather repeated it back. And it was like, yo, 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 no, 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 you don't do that. And it, it, it's kind of becoming a big thing in the sense that they canceled Watch What Happens Live that night or they didn't even actually have one and they've been in new episodes for the rest of the week. So it was very weird for that night for them not to address it. Of course, you got the Instagram apologies from Heather. Uh, Raina did a QA and a on her Instagram and kind of took questions from people and she was saying the comfortability in which she used it would kind of point to the fact that she probably says this a lot in her real life. And I don't have tons of experience with using that word myself. In fact, I just don't use that word myself, but I know, I don't know, it's a very weird topic, but it's fascinating because it's kind of what we deal with in America in these last couple of years especially. By the way, I know it's not the last couple of years. I know it's our entire lives, but there's been a very big spotlight on it, but it's really interesting that Bravo is really holding a mirror up to the rest of the world, right? So it is fascinating that it kind of bleeds into these shows. And it's one of those things, and I know this is a sensitive topic, but do you want your shows to tackle these issues? And we ask for the reality of these reality shows. So when we see it, do we want these things to be edited out or do we want to leave them in? You know, I've, I've heard both sides of that. I've sometimes been on both sides of that. But I think it's very important that they left that in. But I think the, the bad part is that we then do not have any discourse on Bravo itself, if that makes sense. And I think that is kind of the important part. But uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see next week's episode. But Below Deck, the only reason I bring this up, too, is Below Deck is the highest rated show on Bravo. Like, that's not a joke. It is the highest-rated show on Bravo. Gets twice the ratings of this season of Vanderpump Rules. Wild, right? Uh, I was thinking a lot about the year today. This is a great segue. Um, And is there a lot of things that you have not come to terms with this year or you feel like you did not get the closure that you need? And for me, one of the big ones is that we never got closure. And I want you to think about your stories that you didn't get closure on. And if you do have them, please email me at Bailey at gmail.com because I'm going to be doing some specialty episodes, but probably without guests when I'm back at my parents next week. And this might not appeal to you, so don't listen to them, but I'm going to be doing a solo succession episode where I talk about my love of succession in this past season. A lot of people have written in about it and it is a passion of mine, so I do want to talk about it. Because I geek the hell out on that show. So that might not be about you. But I was wanting to do an episode about the things, the pop culture stories that we never really got finality on. And one of the big ones is, and it's crazy, this happened in March of 2021, is the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Shrimp Saga with Jensen Karp saying that he found shrimp tails, desiccated shrimp tails, in a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch when he was eating for cereal. He said he took them to the lab, all of this stuff. And then he got called out on it. And then he got called out because a lot of people that dated him started calling him out on kind of that he was potentially abusive. And then the guy, it just went radio silence. It just, it just disappeared. We've never gotten closure on the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Shrimp Saga. And we need closure. But stories like that, right? I'm so curious, like pop culture moves so fast and this guy Jensen, really smart because he just stayed quiet. He just stayed quiet. I've been thinking a lot about that lately too because Arnie Hammer, he's another one that stayed quiet and you forget because so many other things have happened, right? And if you do stay quiet, by the way, you guys, if any of you guys get any kind of pseudo celebrity status or you go viral or something and something bad happens... Ride the wave out. Just be quiet. You're going to have a couple bad weeks and then people are going to forget all about it until the end of the year when somebody does a podcast about it. But if you guys have any of those things, I would love to do an episode kind of 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 breaking down the pop culture stories of the year that kind of came and went. Maybe it's a demois blind that never came to fruition, but I think there is a fun idea in there. Uh, Speaking of horrible ideas, um, Tristan Thompson, this douchebag, literally, what a douche canoe. If anything, today uh, we have gotten so many confirmations that my gender is not great towards (laughs) women. I mean, and this is not fine. We have the Chris Noth allegations. Mr. Big, turns out he was right to die on that Peloton, if any of this is true. Uh, Two women came forward to accuse Chris Chris Knoth of very similar uh, allegations in terms of sexual misconduct. Um, And uh, so those came out. We'll see what happens with that. And and the thing is, yeah, believe all women, but uh, it is interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how they deal with this, because. I don't know, like what it's like. These dudes like use their power in such horrible ways and it's not up for the woman to, it's a very confusing situation because everybody guy or girl wants to be around a male or female celebrity, right? It's just a given they're treated like they're gods. So you want them to shine their attention on you, right? And then when they do that, that's got to feel amazing. But then they want like further and further, and then they're not going to take no for an answer. And you can see where it leads to this, this horrific situation. And these celebrities think so much of themselves that they think, oh my God, I graced you with my penis. Are you kidding me? It's a completely, it's a completely fucked up situation that I feel like Hollywood is having to rethink completely and i feel i see people like boo hoo it's not old hollywood this this was not like old hollywood well maybe old hollywood wasn't amazing maybe we're getting to a more even equal thing are you going to bitch and moan because girls can't be like taken advantage of more and by the way guys can be taken advantage of too i mean the kevin spacey stuff is fascinating if you look into it but anyways this is a new story about tristan thompson um uh there's quote uh, the court papers Quote, our relationship was based on sex. Tristan Thompson admits to hooking up with baby mama Mara Lee Nichols for months, only communicating for where and when to meet up via Snapchat under his username. Guys, guess what his username is? BlackJesus00. BLKJesus00. By the way, my eyes are so old, I read that initially as bike jesus zero zero I was like bike jesus like a like a messenger like a like a a bike messenger jesus it was black jesus zero zero i get i mean by the way just him doing this for so many reasons it's wrong but then for bringing jesus's name into his snapchat name like if heaven exists that has really got to count against him like is jesus gonna pull him aside and be like yo yo come on man I got a lot of issues with you. I know I created you, but I got a lot of issues. And did you really use my name for like a secret Snapchat thing? Are you fucking out of your mind? For real, you used my... I could literally sue you. That is inappropriate. Like this is... This dude is a sociopath. This dude can't handle it with women. I don't even follow sports. Is he even good at basketball? I mean, he's got to be for people to let him keep doing this. It's what... Like that's what I'm saying. Ladies and even dudes out there help him help himself. He's not gonna be able to stop doing this with women and probably he probably hooks up with dudes. It's probably just he loves sex. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when you get into relationships with other people and then start having kids and all that stuff, it gets to be a messy situation. But you've got to assume that he is going to want to have sex with everybody. If you guys bump into Tristan tomorrow, assume that he is that that bump means he wants to have he wants to penetrate you. And You've got to help him say, no, no, Tristan, I have signed a So Bad It's Good pledge to never sleep with you ever in my life. And he's like, ah, damn it, Ryan got to you. And you'd be like, that's right, I've signed an oath, and we are a group of baddies that will not be sleeping with you, Tristan Thompson. And by the way, I should start a, what is that thing? Not a GoFundMe what is, change.org, stop sleeping with Tristan Thompson. If I started a change.org, would you guys sign it? I feel like if we all signed it and then we, I held you guys to it, and then if I find out if any of you guys did sleep with Tristan Thompson, it's like a $100 fine. Maybe even a little bit more. We'll go on like a sliding scale and depending on how much you make. But I feel like this is something we need to band together with. We can't all be out there just he thinks he can sleep with any of us, and we have more power in numbers. And that's the other thing. Always travel with a friend. If you're going to the mall, if you're going to a concert venue, anywhere Tristan might be, go with a friend and don't let him, don't let him separate you guys. That's how he gets you. You always want to travel in packs and don't ever be alone with Tristan Thompson. You want to always, if he goes, yo, yo, um, yo, I'm going to give you a hundred. Will you go get us drinks? And then you're like, you see your friend you go, no, no, no. Me and my friend will go get drinks and you wait right here always set him up where he has nobody alone because that's when he works his black jesus magic his blk jesus zero zero magic can you imagine and also who's using snapchat that's wild i mean randall Emmett is like i bow down to you tristan i bow down i'm so i'm I'm fun shannon i'm fun shannon i'm fun shannon Bador. That's how I think about Shannon. She's always clenching her jaw. What's up? I'm Gina. How you doing? I'm Emily. Um, okay. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to do a shot. I'm going to chug a truly. And then I'm going to come back. Uh, I've already been too much in this entire podcast. Thank you for sticking with me, you guys. Uh, here we go. Episode three. And... <laughs> This is entitled Gone Guy. Now, if I was a betting man, uh, I think that's a play on words with Gone Girl, the movie with Ben Affleck, who is in the news, but it's Gone Guy because I think... We're talking about Noella's husband, Sweet James, who we have never met, and I don't think we potentially ever will. Now, I've told you guys this before, but you if you live in California, you see Sweet James billboards everywhere. He is an ambulance chaser, and you're like, Sweet, hey, if you've gotten rear-ended, call Sweet James, and it's Noella's husband, and noella's husband is gone and i think that if i was a betting man what if i was wrong and it's like no it's about shannon like no i think it is about sweet james and that is the show title but you know when you see a show title that says gone guy you're like that's good shit and so of course as always we open up with shannon Bador going last week on real housewives of, last week on real housewives of orange county and we have the scene of emily talking to shane about faith of like I want Shane to share his faith with our daughter. And I think he's a good man. And we have the scene of Dr. Jen and Ryan. I want to point out, not spelled R Y a N like my name, R Y E N like a shirtless weirdo, like Dr. Jen's husband and Dr. Jen saying to Ryan, did I mess up our daughter Cece?" And then we have that, uh, scene of Gina to Shannon going, no call Terry. And then telling Heather that. And then, um, (laughs) <laughs> and then like Shannon freaking out, I did not say that. What are you doing? And then Nicole crying with Terry and Heather laughing in her face. But am I the only Nicole fascinates me? You guys, am I the only one that thinks that I, I understand the the potential hate that she would get, but I need to dig in there a little bit more. Like I have so you guys know, she supposedly dated Jesus Juggs ex-husband too. Jim Bellino. Like there's a picture of them, and supposedly he gave her an engagement ring, allegedly. But if you Google, I mean, like, I'm telling you, the OC must be a very, very small town. And if if no offense, Jim, you seem like a good guy. If guys like Jim Bellino are out there just cleaning up, like what the hell? And also, what is Jim Bellino's job that he was raking in all of this money? Money is such a weird thing, you guys. If any of you guys do have extra money laying around, please send it to so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. Um, so we have that scene, and then we have Heather uh, talking to, to Gina and Shannon, going, You shouldn't have said anything. And then Shannon yelling at Gina, The two of you were not to be trusted, and you were manipulative. And then Gina and Emily looking at each other wide mouthed. Um, because at the end of last week's episode, they met up with Heather DeBro for a cocktail to straighten everything out. And Heather told them that Shannon told her. <laughs> Heather t- By the way, this show really should be called Real Housewives That Tell Each Other Things, but not directly. If we got rid of the FaceTime calls and the talking behind each other's back, I think we'd have a five minute show. You guys all realize that, right? Like there is the FaceTime. I think we we're close to having to outlaw. I did not sign up for a show where I'm watching people FaceTime each other. It's call me old-fashioned. I, I just don't like it. I do not love the FaceTime. I feel like I'm watching a TLC. I feel like I'm watching 90 Day Fiance. And I feel like Bravo is a cut above. Are you guys with me? Please say you're with me. I do not like the FaceTiming at all. I, but that's also me. I don't like FaceTiming in my real life. I don't want to see an image of myself. Are you kidding me? Speaking of that, the YouTube channel is going to be starting in the new year. Uh, get ready to subscribe to the So Bad It's Good Nation. My nephew Connor is uh, is going to be helping me set that up over the holiday. So uh, I hope you're ready to watch me be horrified at looking at myself every day on camera. Um, so we get the opening. Dun, dun, dun. That little creepy doll music. ding, 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 ding. I still got to say Noella, God bless her. I know she's going through it. Her voiceover in this is just she's like, sah, 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 sah. <laughs> like it's so breathy. And it feels like for two sentences, it took her 30 tries. It's like, sah, 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 sah. I can't be the only one that noticed. It's like, sah, sah. and it feels like it's recorded a, a like a, like, uh, like under blankets or something. Like, uh, still wondering why Nicole wasn't a part of the main cast, whatever. So we get the opening montage. Remember they were doing something different with the opening montage. A lot of action. We're seeing skateboarding, someone lifting weights, somebody rowing, very active in the OC. And we start off with Shannon. She's our entrance point into this episode. She comes in. She's like, ready for my treatment, Dr. Rosenfeld. And it's a Jen Rosenfeld, not Dr. Jen that we know part of the cast, but another Dr. Jen. And she's like, ready for my treatment. And isn't it fascinating with Shannon is like, how do we marry the fact that Shannon loves Eastern medicine, Eastern medicine so much, which is very natural, a little bit holistic. And then she just gets her fucking face pumped full of cement. Like, how do we marry those two? you know like isn't that interesting to me like it's like she conti- she just continues to do both of these things she contains multitudes definitely but also i don't get isn't there like the doctors like is there i thought you have to sign some kind of like ethical waiver of i won't jack my patient's face up like it seems like when it comes to i know lawyers have to like it just seems like there's no ethics in plastic surgery they're like, yeah, man, whatever you want. I'm looking at a Porsche. Uh, yeah, I'll, f- I'll fill your face full of 10 vials if you want it. Like, it, it's wild. Like, who are these doctors? And are they like, yeah, man, you look great. Like, the fact that Shannon is coming in for Dissolver to get rid of the seven vials, that should say something. And do you get a discount for the, like, does Shannon have to pay just as much to get it taken out? And, like, does it make her face heavier? Is she just... Is that why she talks like this sometimes? Is she just dragging her heavy face? Like, oh, shit, my face feels so heavy today. I feel like I'm a Quaaludes. Like, I mean, shit, I would drink that much, too. Like, my God. No offense, Shannon, I think you're very awesome, but, like, it is wild. I mean, just who is letting Shannon do that? I just feel like there's gotta... Like, doctors should be held accountable of, like... There should be some kind of plastic surgery court or like a botched special episode where there's like a league of like a justice league of like plastic surgeons go, yo, they show a picture of Shannon at the reunion and go, okay, we're going to revoke your license for a year. That is ridiculous. Like how does I mean the, and you guys in this scene, her face is just slathered. It's like, it's slathered with Vaseline. Like I said yesterday, like I'm gonna ski Shannon Bador over the holidays. I'm gonna ski down Shannon's nose. Like it is so slathered in Vaseline. It's literally like her face is all lubed up like she's ready for sex. Uh and so uh I just love that also Shannon's very calm about it of like, yep, yeah, I got uh seven vials, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> and then in the talking head, Shannon makes this she literally I should you know, she goes Ploop Ploop mm, That's The direct dialogue, you guys. That's the exact dialogue. She goes, ploop, ploop, mmm. She goes, I put seven vials of filler in my face. Ploop, ploop, mmm. It's like when Lindsay and Summerhouse went glug, glug. When she was wasted and she was with her boyfriend at the time. She goes, she was so drunk. She goes, glug, 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 glug. And Shannon goes, ploop, ploop, mmm. She goes, everything plumped up. And I still can't recognize myself. This is what I said yesterday. This is what we call a face journey, you guys. Someday there will be a documentary about Shannon Maduro's face journey. And she goes, and then in a the talking head, Shannon goes, I asked my friend Noella to come today. As you do, if you're getting uh filler removed or dissolved, you want a friend there, right? That is just natural. That is normal. That is not odd. At all. You always have somebody that you barely know come with you. Especially when you're filming a reality show. Um, And so we get the... This is the fucking shot that annoys me so much. We get the one day earlier, and it's Shannon FaceTiming with Noella. And Noella says, I would love to get crab drinks or food with you. And then Shannon's like, Tomorrow I'm going for a laser. Would you be open to going with me? And she goes, "Ah, Absolutely. And we got back to Dr. Jen's office and Noella is holding on to Shannon's ankle and Shannon's like, is this going to hurt? And then Noella goes, my husband holds my hands during my filler. I just love every... And by the way, I feel like I'm the ignorant one. Maybe everybody's getting filler and I don't know. But uh, it seems like everybody on the cast of the OC is getting filler. And we see Shannon getting jabbed and... I just wrote again, like, who the fuck suggested Shannon get this much in the first place that we're in this situation now? Like, who? And by the way, I love that we're seeing it dissolved. You go, jackasses, where were you when it got put in? That's what I wanna see on camera. I wanna see a special two hour episode where Seven Vials goes into Shannon Badur's face. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling pretty, you guys. Fun, Shannon. Fun, Shannon. Um, and uh, Noella goes, it helps if I feel like I'm going through it with you. And then she goes, Hahaha. and Shannon says, I'm not a good needle person. Shannon, I don't think you're a good anything person. Literally, Shan- I think Shannon is good with a glass of vodka. And that's like, I'm a good there. A lot of the other things, Shannon is so tense. I would love to see Shannon be forced to like skydive you know, that would be a shit show, right? Like bungee jumping, anything, just getting her in the plane. You can just see it. Noella shares with us. IVF got me through that one about being a good needle person. And Shannon goes, Oh, is, is that what you did? And Shannon realizing that the story was now turning to somebody other than her. And we find out Noella shares with us. She says, I miscarried once." And then we had the surrogate and then I miscarried twin boys and it's been a real journey. And Shannon's like, I'm so sorry. And then she goes, at least we have our son and he's yummy and fabulous. You guys know what I'm going to say. I don't like the word nibble, which I said the other day that was on the OC. And I don't like the word yummy when it, when you're saying little boys are yummy. I think food can be yummy. I don't want to have a little nibble of food or a little nibble of a little boy. I just think, let's not call little boys yummy. Let's not call people yummy. I feel like that's a very uh, in vogue phrase. Let's just not say it. We can say fabulous. My little boy's fabulous. But yummy, It's just, I don't know why. I know, I'm old-fashioned. And Noella goes, he's perfect. And then we find out, she goes, I mean, autism is definitely a curveball that we didn't ask, anticipate. And in a talking head, she shares with us, my son got diagnosed with autism at 18 months. He started to regress in his speech. He had a couple words down, but at 18 months, that all went away. She says, the big part is educating myself. He loves his brain and it's me that has to destigmatize this stuff. And in a talking head, she goes, It's not a membership I wanted to be a part of, but I'm very proud to have an autistic son. Now, I know there's so much we don't know about autism, and this is a very serious, delicate topic. Um, and so I just really wish the best, and it is. I you know it, it, I uh, I I found it fascinating the line he loves his brain so I I'd be curious I would love to ask Noella a little bit more of what that means exactly like does your son so is she meaning that her son doesn't um think of himself as disadvantaged in any way is that what that means I thought that line was very interesting and I would have loved a little bit more on that but yeah this is I, I love, you guys know, I love when they kind of share these uh, more real moments that actually humanizes them and gives them a richer foundation so they can go more batshit, which Noella seems like she probably is headed towards that journey. Um, So Noella then shares with... Um, Shannon, because she gets buzzed on her phone. She goes, oh, this is exciting. We have a house in Puerto Rico, but it's been a bit of a headache. There were some financial things not disclosed to me from my husband, and it's associated with this house, so I cannot be ready. I just, I cannot, I just want to move on with it. And she goes in a talking head. I was in shock to find out my husband had tax debts. This is Sweet James, you guys. Originally, it was one lien for $4 million. And then 10 days later, I found out it was two liens and closer to $6 million. And it's a big stressor, not just for me, but my marriage. It's difficult not to have that trust. You guys, this is where it's psychologically fascinating and if these shows are a social experiment this is where it gets good because you know noella has been wanting to get on this show for years right she actually befriended bronwyn supposedly to get on this show so now she is on this show thinking she is going to stir things up. She's going to be sexy. It's going to be fun. It's going to raise her profile. And this is why this show, these shows are amazing. Because sometimes they will actually intersect with something that's actually real happening in their life. And boy, oh boy, I think we get it with Noella. And I don't think she was prepared for it. Because you guys, her husband has all of these leans. And then even more stuff happens later in this episode But it's real, and I don't think she was ready for it. at the talking head, says, Trust and honesty are the keys to any relationship. After the infidelity of my marriage, we had a day of truth. Remember when David Bedore, she found out he cheated, and then they, like, got, God, how dark was that when they renewed their vows? And nobody knew, and like then Shannon was pissed at David because she didn't even know, and she didn't like the dress. That was, it was like David was like, "I'm ready to recommit to this lady," and then he realized it was Shannon, (laughs) and everybody, everybody was there. I mean, fuck, Heather was there back in the day. It was wild. It was. Did you guys ever remember the David and Shannon days and you would just feel fucking awkward? Like, I felt like I wanted, like, I was like, how do, should I throw my TV out? I felt like I was part of something potentially dangerous. <laughs> it was like, I don't want to make me a bird so I can fly, far, fly, fly, fly. I did not want to be there. Like, it was so awkward. And each week I would test myself how many minutes I could withstand before I had to run into the other room. I was like, okay, tonight I made it through a minute of a scene before I had to run to the other room and slap cold water on my face. Like that relationship scared me. And a guy, it shows you we're not all supposed to be together. We fucking make mistakes. Right. And don't fucking beat yourself up about it. Like I do. I've done that myself, but don't like TV is the greatest litmus test. We can tell you immediately if you should be together. Right. And we all knew you guys, right. I'm looking at all you guys. We all knew they didn't belong together. So I'm sure David is a million times happier. And by the way, I'm not saying David's a fucking saint, because obviously he's a wacko, too. Um, so uh, I do love this. Shannon said we had a day of truth, which it just sounds like the worst movie ever is Shannon Bedore's Day of Truth. <laughs> Welcome back to Shannon Bedore's Day of Truth, which just sounds horrifying. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck, Let me see it. I want to see that day. I want that to be a show. Like, wouldn't that be a great Peacock special? Shannon Bedore's Day of Truth. And it's just her trapping David Bedore in a room and saying, Tell me, I'm fun, Shannon. I'm fun. And uh, she said, A lot of the answers I didn't like. And I worry for Noella and Sweet James. Can they get through this? Shannon says. So Shannon to Noella says... I've learned my lesson about trusting especially as far as that party at Heather Bros. I appreciated your support that night. You stayed with me in the kitchen and we get a flashback of Noella staying with her in the kitchen. We will be back to the show in just one second folks. Uh, wanted to actually do a couple of commercials. The sponsors for this week uh, two great sponsors. Uh, they have been with us before and I'm very happy that they are with us again. Our first one is better help. So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp online therapy. Um, so you guys know, I've talked about this ad nauseum and I'm going to talk about it again. Mental health is one of the biggest things that we need to focus on in this country and for ourselves. Uh, it is just like working out for your brain and you've got to push yourself to do it because great results can happen and you can't do it alone. And that is where better help comes into play. Um, I have done therapy for many years. I do therapy. I've done better help before. I do know that these things help. Um, but I think always the best way to think about therapy is through kind of like, you know, uh, it's like a bunch of analogies, you know, you get the oil change on your car. It prevents bigger issues down the road. You see a doctor, you go to the gym, you take care of your bodies. You don't want to, you know, you want to prevent injury and disease and we do chores regularly. I don't, but you guys supposedly do uh, to avoid a messy house. So going to therapy, it's like all of that stuff I just talked about. It's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional wellness to prevent bigger issues down the road. So going to therapy, it doesn't mean something's wrong with you. I think that is a huge misconception. And there is this kind of stigma that I personally want to try to fight against so bad because it is is something that you should be proud to do. Um, Or once you've done it, there is this sense of pride. Go into it knowing that you are making just such a big important, good decision for yourself. You are investing in yourself saying that I deserve this. Um, So BetterHelp, it's customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So You don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to, which is another huge thing. Even though I personally, I like the on-camera. I like, it's the same thing with interviews. I like looking at somebody to be able to bounce. I think that's an important part for me personally, but I love that you're able to choose for yourself. Uh, It's also, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Um, So why invest in everything else and not in your mind. It it doesn't make sense. You gotta. So the podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, this podcast, and so bad it's good listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash so bad. That's B E T T E R H E L P dot com slash so bad. And especially during the holidays, I think this stuff even doubles and triples. There are so many emotions and so many thoughts that come out during this period of time, and even just something great to start the new year with. Uh, Our second one, uh, this is a fun one. It's Best Fiends time, you guys. Uh, It is the busiest time of year, like I just said. So if you need a break from all the intensity, from all the familial stuff, from all the the gift-giving, from all the supply chain problems, Best Fiends is the perfect pick-me-up. It is, seriously, it's my new favorite game. I even play it now while I watch TV itself, so I'm playing the game, and I'm watching television. Who said, that's what you call a double threat, folks. I am a double threat. Uh, Best Friends is a match three style puzzle and adventure game all rolled into one. And with more levels being added all the time, there's always something new to play. Um, Best Fiends, it has it all. It has a great storyline, collectible fiends, which if you play the game, you'll understand what that means, and tons of fun puzzles. Uh, I can't put it down. It's quite possibly the best puzzle game out there uh no wi-fi no problem play best fiends whenever and wherever you want because they have an offline mode so even if your holiday travels take you off the beaten path even if you're at the airport waiting for hours or even on the airplane itself or traveling across country with a loved one or just trying to uh ignore the loved ones in a different room you can still play best fiends uh it is like i said one of my favorite kind of time savers and you kind of feel smart doing it because puzzles always make me feel smart Uh, download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play and just by the way I know I hope I'm not slurring that is Fiends so it's friends without the R Best Fiends Um, but uh, yeah so guys check that out Uh, just check it out I think it's a great thing and especially for the holidays and you guys now back to the remainder of the show i had a closer bond with emily and gina and then she goes i was very close to heather DeBro years ago which she wasn't and i was excited about the friendship i didn't want to hurt her and then she asked noella have you spoken to nicole and she noella says she only has good things to say about going to the event and then she, and Shannon's like, yeah, but what about after? And we see Shannon, like, I just once again need to, to picture Shannon Bedore and her face just slathered in Vaseline. It's a slip and slide of Shannon Bedore's face. It is amazing. And uh, Noella goes, well, since the event, you'll have to speak to her, but I bet a lunch can fix this. And Shannon goes, I got a lot of lunches to schedule, where just Vaseline is just dripping down her face. Shannon and I talking to that says, I just I feel so badly for her that all this information came out. And then we see Shannon preparing to go outside and she goes, I have to put on my hat for the sun. Fun Shannon putting her hat on for the sun, slathered in Vaseline, getting filler removed from her face. Fun Shannon. Um, <laughs> and, uh, But then we get that talking head From Shannon right here She goes But once again What were you thinking Nicole? This is where Shannon Is so classic Santa, Shannon She fucks herself Right and left Is that Shannon can't Like if you get busted You don't then go into a talking head Going once again What the fuck were you thinking Nicole? You dirty dirty lo-. Like she's literally it's It's the same shit That where she's like all apologized, but I'm still not wrong. Like that in itself is not right. You know, this is exactly what we're fighting against. Um, and then Noella says this word, word, weird verbiage that my dad says, she goes, good luck with the lunches. And then she goes, put me in coach. If you want someone to help mediate. My dad always says that when he does a shot, he goes, put me in coach. And now Noella says it, and I felt very weird. She goes, put me in, coach, if you want someone to help mediate. And then she goes, I don't know. Maybe it should be the three of us. Let's do that. And then they hug. Vaseline's dripping all over both of them. And then we go to a new scene. We see Dr. Jen. And uh, it's like, oh, 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 doggy, doggy, doctor, you know, pepper, 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 not on the couch, not on the couch. Talking to the dog, Dr. Jen says, Uh, The son, Vinci, is riding his skateboard. He's nine. He has a weird headband headband on his head, like Tom Schwartz wears. And uh, Vinci's going, we did the zinc. We put in the zinc and we played in water all day. And then uh, Dr. Jen goes, so we have Valor, which is her other son, coming home tomorrow. And Cece is with Grandma after a two-day sleepover. And then Dad is coming back and Cece's coming back with Nana. And uh, Vince, goes, too much people. And then Mr. Puppers, of course, we see. And Mr. Puppers, I had to tell you, fucking star. This dog has charmed the shirt off me, as Ryan would say. I love this dog. Very cute. I, it, I, There's weird shit I buy into. Like, I don't buy into a lot of Housewives bullshit, but you give me a dog named Mr. Puppers, and I'm like, Fuck yeah, man! I love Mister Puppers. What a fucking name! Like that's a come on, guys. Mister Puppers is a an, If anybody is close to having a kid, I'll give you. Seriously, this is a. I'll give you a thousand dollars if you name your kid Mister Puppers. You can keep your actual last name. It doesn't have to be Puppers. So it'll be Mister Pup. Like if it was my family, it'd be Mister Puppers Bailey. But Mister Puppers is a great name. It is so. It just. I can't I love it I love that name Mr. Puppers and uh she asks her son it's our last night where do you want to go out for do you want to go out for dinner tonight And he's like sure and then their dad calls and she's like how's Hawaii Ryan and he goes everyone everything is cool and we see him shirtless and um And then we get more about Cece, her daughter, visiting her mom in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And she says, I wanted a close relationship with my mom, but we don't talk about our feelings a lot. And then this is this is really dark. Dr. Jen in a talking head goes, I basically married my mother. If you're putting all this together, like, guys, I feel like Dr. Jen came on this show literally to get divorced Like, she's giving us the breadcrumbs, and they're really big bread. They're actually full pieces of bread. These aren't breadcrumbs. They're a sandwich. She's like, this is exactly what's going on. I'm telling you, verbatim, I'm not happy. But she goes, I basically married my mother, if you're putting all this together. Which means her and Ryan don't talk about feelings. And then Ryan's like, I want to see Mr. Puppers. And Mr. Puppers is mad at Ryan. And Dr. Jen's like, he's mad at you. Mr. Puppers is sitting next to the flowers. We cut to Gina and her dude, Travis. And uh, she's like, I'm taking Noella to cryo. I find her fascinating. You don't know what she's going to do. And then we cut to her um, at the. At Heather's party, going, I'm not wearing any underwear. I love Regina, that's like, woo, she's wild. Sometimes she doesn't wear undergarments. Ooh. And then Gina goes, I think she might be hitting on me. And then we cut to her, Noella going, you have great eyes, which by the way, you guys, I told you this last week, Noella is fucking playing this. Like she is trying to hit on ever like shit. She's trying to hit on Shannon Bador at this point. She is trying to ingratiate. This is like the desperate housewife climb to fame, right? She's doing everything in her power to try to ingratiate herself with every cast member. She's like, Shannon, I'll go with you to get your filler removed. Gina, I'll tell you, you look beautiful. Emily, I'll say you're a good mother. Like she's trying to find everybody's Achilles heel and compliment them. And Travis goes, hey, hey, do you want her to hit on you? And she goes, no, but she does have a jet. And Travis goes, hey, that would be great. And Gina goes, oh, I love that we're still in love, Travis. And uh, she goes, oh, Are you going to sneakily propose to me? And Travis just bluntly goes, No. And Gina in a talking head goes, It feels weird to be a girlfriend. I have three kids. I don't know. And Travis is like, We're going to wake up every day happy, babe. And she's like, We really do. And sometimes, you know, it pisses me off. Like Shannon, she brings it back to Shannon and Gina is now relaying to Travis what Heather said about Shannon wanting to control things and saying like, sometimes she's already fucked up so bad. And then we get a 2019 flashback uh, where Gina's like, I feel bad because she's been there for me in the past. And, uh, we see Shannon being nice to Gina on the phone when she was, uh, offering like legal counsel, when she was separating from her husband for abuse and helped her get representation, which is very valid. Shannon did help her. And, uh, Shannon just kept trying to put it on me with this Heather thing. The woman who I've been friends with that rallied for me, but she bothered me. I'm really upset at Shannon. And Gina has teared up. I got to tell you, man, Gina, what is she in her fourth or fifth season? Really very comfortable with the emotion all of a sudden. And I think that's the freedom of being away from her ex is now that she can be emotional just about things like Shannon. You know, there's a freedom in being emotional just about interpersonal relationships. That's not your husband being abusive for you. And I'm all here for it. Um, She's like, Shannon's taking a shot at my personal integrity. She's trying to save face. She doesn't care about who this, whose story she destroys in the process. And Travis is just chipping away at this, uh, this like salami and cheese you know, this little little board she created of food. and He's like, hey, you know, and Travis goes, Hey, the person you know less knows you better than Shannon in regards to Heather DeBro. We go to a new scene and Heather is uh walking I go, is Heather I go, Heather's walking to her house and I go, Oh, nope, that's Terry's office. Because Heather's house looks like a fucking office building. And, uh, I, I swear to God, I had no clue. I was like, Oh, okay. It looked like a Heather's house, like, looks like a really nice airport or an office, like a really nice office building someplace where you do business. Like, and, uh, Terry's like, what are you doing here? (laughs) I didn't expect this, even though it was scheduled. And, uh, She's like, I had a minute in between schlepping, schlepping. How are you? he's like, good early start this morning, fixing those fucked up faces. And we see a huge pic on the wall of the the uh DeBro family from ten years ago. And uh she goes, I have changed in the last ten years. And Terry goes, Huh, I have less wrinkles, but that's because of Botox. <laughs> I'm like, Terry, we we know that, sweetie. And um Heather goes, Nicole, James called me on the way here. And I, she said, she felt so bad about crying at our house. And then, uh, she's like, uh, we got a, uh, uh, she's, she got a voicemail to Heather. We were, and she goes, Terry, I don't know what Shannon's goal is, but it's really not cool. And so we get into this text of And this is really amazing because we get what I love about the DeBros is that Heather is coming back on her like kind of shining horse to save OC in a way. But it's not like they're not they're letting Heather still look bad sometimes. And I think this is one of the scenes where she kind of looks like, OK, OK, Heather, we get it because she reads this insane text message that keeps going on and on, and I'm about to read it for you. I'm gonna use this as a monologue to get into Yale drama school, and Terry just keeps trying to butt in. Of like, hey, uh, okay, you're not finished, hey, uh, uh. so here it is. She goes, Shannon, this is a text message. I'm surprised I'm just hearing from you now, but I don't care to adjudicate your behavior over the past few weeks via text, nor do I have time in my schedule to listen to more of your rhetoric. The point isn't so much what you said, since there's nothing to hide. It's that you could pass on information that could be twisted and could have hurt my husband, his career, and thereby our family. Oh, and please spare me your supposed, quote, intentions. It's your actions that matter, and they are indefensible and inexcusable. I sincerely hope you have reached out to Nicole to apologize for humiliating and spreading private, all capitals, information from 20 years ago that was none of your business. Heather. Which, by the way, you've always got to worry about text messages, where they end and the person signs their name. (laughs) Like. Ryan (laughs) it's like yeah man we know who it's coming from we got it in the phone and then this is what Shannon replies back get ready for this I'm sorry you feel that way my apology is genuine (laughs) Heather like and by the way I bet that took Heather all of two minutes to write and I bet Shannon's two line thing took 20 minutes to write. You know, I'm right. You guys, you know, I'm right. So, um, I, and I just love this whole thing. Cause Terry keeps trying to like, uh, uh, uh and she's like, uh, no, you're still going. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, I, I just thought this was amazing. This was so perfect because it kind of shows that Heather can be annoying in her specificity. And, uh, and then so Heather goes, there is no apology in that text without her taking credibility, uh, without her taking responsibility for one. I don't know how to move forward. And they're talking to Heather, go- Heather. goes, she didn't like me from the get go for whatever reason. And then we have a flashback to one of the earlier seasons when uh, they were fighting over chairs. And Jenna was like, uh, You literally started watching your chair and waving your hand in the air at me and yelling at me from the bathroom door. And Heather goes, Shannon does not like to get her hands dirty. She has never, she is never the problem. She is never wrong. And Heather is completely right on that. I think we can all agree. And Terry said, so um, you're going to keep the door closed to her. And we cut to Noella. Noella and Gina, and we're at Cryo. Now, Cryo, I've actually done with my friend Megan, and it is at this place called Next Health where Kathy Hilton is gone, and it's a thing where you get kind of nude and you put a towel over your body and then you go into a freezing thing and you go in there for like three minutes and they can play a song for you and you see your nipples get snowflakes all over them because it's so cold and it's pretty intense. I liked it. It was fine. I just don't like getting naked in front of people. So that was the only thing that kind of like, whatever, you know, like it's like, yo, can we uh, turn down the lights in this cryo chamber? How about, hey, let's get some sexy sax music. Maybe light a candle somewhere. Anybody got any uh, smell goods? That's what I call incense. Um, So Gina goes, cryo is going to be a game changer for you, Noella. Noella. And we meet Danielle, the cryo house owner, and I gotta say Danielle is in the running for kind of an amazing like she's she's one of the best one episode facial reactions I've seen in a while. Like Housewives always does great at giving us those like little like remember the the bodyguard in Potomac that was so amazing uh, he was great. It's just these like little one off characters that give like a side eye or. Or I think his name was Martin, the Mar- Martin, the the Martini guy from Real Housewives in New York, where you know it's just like their their, their reaction is like the everyman. They are us, you know. So Gina says, uh, oh, "I saw it in an article," and uh, oh, she's saying, "I don't want to pry, but I saw something about your husband in an article. Is he having financial trouble?" And Noel is like, "You know, I just say." Just pay it. We have an asset in Puerto Rico. We have that. We can just pay everything off. And he's fighting me on that. It's a breakdown of communication. He's my best friend. I am not fighting against you. But let's come up with a plan together. We are not in a good space. And this, at this point, she's crying. And Gina goes, my heart goes out to you. But what am I going to tell you? You will, you will be okay. And in a talking head, she goes, it's hard when you're going through major marital issues. She goes, issues. One day it's fine. Next day the entire rug gets pulled out. And then Noella goes, uh, can we get alcohol? And Danielle goes, no, no, no. Not not until after the cryo. And Gina goes, you're giving me agita. 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 Which, by the way, I had an Italian ex and I did not know what agita means, but it's It's just making... You're making me nervous. You're making me crazy with you. You're giving me ajena. So they change into their little towels. And Noella goes, you're so fucking cute, Gina. They put on these earmuffs. And I'm telling you, Noella is like... She's playing a game, you guys. You guys might not see it, but I see it. Gina goes in first. And Noella goes, you're so pretty. And Gina is pretty, but let's... You know, come on. And Gina's like, it releases... Gina goes. It releases a bunch of endorphins, and Noella goes. Being cold is the top one of the top three things I, I hate. I'm a committed friend though. When I'm willing to risk my nips, it's true. Your nips will break clean off in a in a cryo chamber, and then Noella gets in. She goes, Ah, oh, my hoo ha, oh, it get, really gets in there. And this part, it wasn't like I felt like. The fucking cryo chamber entering my urethra and like anus. Are you like grow up, Noelle? Like it's not entering your hoo ha, it's just a cold feeling. Like what? Where? What cryo are they doing? Like Noella, hate to break it to you, that might not be cryo. Like it's wait, wait, what is this in me? That's not cryo, Noella. That's something you brought from outside. Um, And uh, Noella goes, "We are legit icy." And Noella's is just talking all this shit and we get a quick shot of the owner who seems disgusted. She's like, uh and Gina goes, you know what you need to do? Have a lot of drinks right now. A lot of alcohol. And Noelle goes last night. I actually fell asleep last night in our dungeon. And Gina goes dungeon. Yeah, we have a dungeon in our house for sex. You know, mirrors in the ceiling. And Gina goes, I was picturing boss. Yeah, we have a couple of those and floggers. And then we get the owner, Danielle, making like a super whore. Like, oh, God. And Gina goes, oh, my God. And I got to say, once again, that fucking dungeon is I will. It is not a that dungeon looks like a one like a studio apartment you get in college where you're like, I guess I have to live here. So I'm going to gussy it up and put some red satin sheets on it. Don't mind this fucking leather thing that the previous owner left. Like, it is, I swear to God, I feel like I need a tetanus shot just looking at the pictures of Noella's dungeon. And she keeps saying it chic, which I feel like that says something about her or she's just trying to impress the girls. She's, She's doing that thing. But then when you see pictures, it just doesn't add up. It doesn't add up, you guys. So that's the end of that scene. We get a new scene. Shannon is in a big SUV looking very uptight or may I say, just looking like Shannon. And uh, she's like, we're going to where all the young folks go. Not a 57 year old woman like me. And Gina calls and she goes, I wanted to reach out. I'm upset about how it all went down at Heather's. We should sit down and figure it out. I will text you. Thank you. Have a good night. And then Shannon uh, pats her ponytail and she, then she goes, I forgot my belt. I forgot my belt at home. Then we get some like a cut to of like some people playing volleyball on the beach, more weightlifting, really weird. And interst- like the, the inner like in between things in between scenes are very active in the OC this season. We're now at Emily and Shane's and Shane is grilling, looks half dead. You know, he's like, oh, I'm just grilling. I'm miserable with my life. Oh. The kids are doing like really cute chalk drawings on the cement. And the kid is like, is this Pluto? And, you know, is that not a planet? Is that that Uranus? And Shane's like, I think you just like to say anus. And um, then Emily's like, hey, Shane, did you get a packet for the the bar? And he goes, yep, I opened the packet. I go to work like I always have been. And Emily in a talking head goes, hey, when I, I did the law, I got sworn in by a panel of judges, you know, you know, I was excited. And, uh, Emily asked Shane, are you excited? He goes, yeah, I'm excited. I'm super excited. Shane is just always so damn deadpan. And sometimes you love it. You love a good deadpan sometimes, but then sometimes you're like, come on, dude. And Emily goes, he should tell his mom. Cause he didn't even tell his mommy when he graduated from college and, you know, his mom was pissed. They're all having the barbecue food outside. And uh, Emily says to the one child, he goes, did daddy tell you Annabelle's getting baptized? And uh, they asked the dad, what does she have to do? And he goes, nothing. Meet with the bishop, you know, have a have a good heart. I would, I, God, man, wouldn't that be great if like there's things in life of like, you got a good heart? Okay, you're in. Like, instead of, like, getting into a fancy club, it wasn't like buying bottle service. It was like, you got a good heart? Hey, come on in, buddy. Um, Emily says, as a child growing up, I didn't have a lot of faith or religion, but I I want to allow my kids to follow in their dad's footsteps. And then she goes, he's an amazing man. Emily is very complimentary toward Shane the first three episodes of the season, which is very different, very unique loving the support of the man. But I am realizing that they're leaning heavily into this baptism storyline because Emily said a very similar monologue that kind of moved me last episode, but now I'm hearing it again. And that always worries me. It's like they're trying to kind of nail, like, guys, do you remember this? This is my storyline. And I'm like, Emily, we got it, man. I love the storyline. Just let's move it along. Um, And Emily's telling the kids, when I met your dad, he said it wasn't an issue that I wasn't Mormon. But this past year with the pandemic and daddy being really sick and things being dark, I just love that that phrase, and things being very dark, I understand why people have faith. And, um, and then Shane goes, you just like him that I take him to church for three hours. And she's like, yep. And I get to stay at home and watch Netflix, which, by the way, is probably kind of a fun time for Emily, um, I would imagine, if you have a bunch of kids. And, uh, she goes in the past, I would never have been okay with them being baptized, but I really love Netflix. No, she goes, I, I, in the past, I would never be okay with them being baptized. I, um, I used to not like the Mormon church, but I want to have a more open view. And then the daughter goes, daddy, what if you get baptized? And in 10 years, you don't want to be baptized anymore. Can you get unbaptized? Which I think is a brilliant question. Honestly. Honestly. Like, isn't that what you want to know? Like, if I don't believe in something anymore, do I have to stay with it? And Shane goes, those are really good questions. We'll talk about them in 10 years. We'll talk about them when we get there, which I was kind of like, Shane, dude, I want to know that answer, man. Like, I know the church can excommunicate you, but it's just, it was one of those questions. I was like, I want to know, Shane, great question, little girl. So we open up to the new scene and we're at a place called the country club, which is like a restaurant, not a country club. And Noella comes in and she's there. And then Nicole gets out of an SUV and she's in like a denim one piece. She hugs Noella. We got two hot ladies in the OC at the country club. And Noella goes, you caught me trying to sneak on my lippy. My lippy? Noella, you mean your lip? Your lipstick, you cut her trying to like your lippy. It's like when people call the pandemic, the pandemic, like we just said like pan. No, it's pandemic. I'm truly turning into an old man podcasting about Bravo shows. Nicole says Shannon is coming. And, uh, Noelle goes, yeah. How do you feel about that? And she goes, um, I'll see what she has to say. I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. How's James. And Noella goes, Girl, how is James? Don't get me started. And no, Nicole goes, The position he put you in, you know, I'm going through a divorce, Nicole says, as you know. And uh, I've been in a relationship and I know how it feels. You know, I know what this feels like. And Noella goes, You know what? Don't mess with the IRS. And I love that Noella is a responsible um, opportunist. I mean, in a way, is that Noella? You gotta, I, I don't know what the divide is, but part of the reason that I think she married Sweet James is for the financial aspect of it. And that's why she is so concerned even with the IRS. But unlike Erica Jane, Noella is responsible, Noella is a thrifty queen. And she does care that the IRS, because she knows at the end of the day, the IRS is going to get theirs. Um, so Shannon walks in, and by the way, when Shannon walks in, just a Paul just like a just a dark vibe goes over the entire room. It's like fucking in Harry Potter when the you know, Voldemort comes in. Like everybody's just like chills. Like everybody turns to ice in the country club. It's like she just walks in, everybody gets in a bad mood. She goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I'm late. And then goes, Everything's good. Is everything good? And she goes, no, not really. And Nicole is just staring at Shannon Bedore. And it is already just super bad vibes. We cut to commercial. We come back. And Shannon's like, it's it's not important. It's not important. And then she goes, oh, do you have a Belvedere? I want soda and lime. Shannon orders. And Shannon's doing that thing where you know you're the one that has to apologize. So you're acting all frazzled and like something's wrong that happened to you. And Shannon goes, uh, how are you? Okay, I just want to hop in and I want to talk about what happened the other day at Heather's. I am so sorry for what happened. I briefly, where I just, I let me explain where my mind went. I look at your social media. She said it wasn't you. I said it was you. I saw your social media. I didn't think it was you. And she's just rambling. And then Nicole goes. Hey, I don't think it was ever the time or place to discuss someone's medical history. Which, at the end of the day, Nicole is damn well right. And Noella says, it's not a lawsuit. It's a non-suit. In regards to Nicole's lawsuit against Terry Debro Noella, it's not a lawsuit. It's a non-suit. Noella, it's a lawsuit. Please be quiet. Honestly, let Nicole... And Shannon do their. It's not a lawsuit. It's a non suit. And Nicole goes, "I was attacked." And we cut to Emily saying all that shit to Nicole, where Emily just unleashed, and Nicole just kept saying, "Sit down. Go eat your sushi, girl. Girl, you're twenty minutes, girl." And Emily going, "I am. I am sitting. I am sitting." Um, And then Shannon goes, I stupidly, I told two girls I could trust and I made them a promise. If it was true to never utter it, I take the full blame. I shoulder all of this, you know, but at the same time, I shouldn't have trusted those girls. And Nicole goes, Shannon, I see that you're sincere. So I will tell you, I forgive you. I did not see this coming. You guys, I was like, what? You real for real you, and I was like humble Queen Nicole just forgives, amazing. That's why I was like I really want to know more about Nicole, and um, then Nicole goes, "Do you think you're going to talk to Heather?" And Shannon goes, "I did reach out," and then we get a voiceover of Heather's speech that she has. Uh, you know that we already heard, and Shannon goes. She has um no interest in getting together with me. In a talking head, Shannon goes. I'm owning my part. Is anyone else owning theirs? Nicole, I should have said my friend and Gina. You and, uh, and she goes. Nicole should have said to her friend that she sued her husband and Gina. Gina, you and only you destroyed that party. So Shannon in that talking head ruins any goodwill that I think these ladies would have ever given her. She destroys it in one fail swoop in one talking head. And I just I love her for that. Honestly. What an amazing thing. And you just picture all that filler in her face she's trying to get out. Like this. And by the way, I don't think the filler wants to be there anyways. The filler's like, let me out, please. We're trapped in Shannon Bador's face. Please, it's us, the filler. Please, there's seven vials of us. Please, get a, get word to the outside. A very cruel doctor put us in here, and we want out. This is like a baby in a well. Get us out. We are fully in Shannon's left cheek. Please, we have families. We want to be home for the holidays. Please let us out. We are Shannon Bedora's filler. <laughs> that's okay. That's a reoccurring character. Um, if you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called first leaf. As a first leaf member, I get to discover new wines. I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because first leaf gets to know your unique preferences to start. All you had to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member exclusive pricing on every order so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, Join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end versatile pieces At prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. And Noella goes, you ladies have all had such friendships. Noella, stop it. Just stop it. You're trying too hard. Just stick with that. Your husband is fucking trying to divorce you and he owes IRS money. Like, what are you doing? You don't need to try this hard. And uh they ask, Shannon, how's it going with you and Gina and Emily? And she goes, I don't know. I don't know. We get to a new scene. We are with Dr. Jen. Ryan is in a car, his shirt is off, obviously. We meet Maggie, Jen, Dr. Jen's mom, with Cece, their daughter. They come back in. The kids all hug their grandma. Um, and uh, Ryan already has his hands on Mr. Puppers, my favorite name dog in the universe. And Cece says, we want to show you the special handshake me and grandma made up. And the grandma's like, no, no. The grandma's British. Cece, Cece. And, and then Dr. Jen's like, Cece and I don't have a handshake but CC and Ryan do probably everyone in her has a handshake. And I will say me and CC even do have a handcake handshake. And, um, we find out that she goes, my mom was born in England, but now, you know, she was stuffy, but now she's more relaxed. Uh, you know, we even have a fist bump, not a secret handshake, but a fist bump. She pours her mom a baby wine glass. They're out there with a great view of Dr. Jen's house. And, uh, the mom's like, "You're the one that says I get crazy when I drink," and Doctor Jen's like, "No, I say you get ditzy. I don't like ditzy women," which I think is a fascinating line to pay attention to, which explains why Doctor Jen said she didn't like Noella last week at Heather's house. Which I, it's always those lines you got to pick up on, right? Those are amazing little little roadmaps of dialogue. Um And they cheers to she goes, "Here's to Dad." And Dr. Jen goes, I've been thinking about dad the last few days. I wonder if he would have been proud of me. And Dr. Jen starts to cry. And we find out her dad died the day before she took the test for medical school. And she was saying like a motorcycle, I think, went wrong on a one-way street. He was on a bicycle and he fell off his bike. Uh, It just sounds like a horrific mess. And, you know, she says to her mom, she goes, I realize that I have something valuable to miss. You know, I had something valuable to miss. It was very valuable, and that's why I miss it. In a talking head, she lets us know that their father was the glue who kept their family together. Usually, when someone passes away, you come together as a family, and we did for a time, but then it slowly faded away. When growing up, me and mom didn't talk about a lot of things, and after dad died, she was really depressed, and I felt really alone in the world. How do you go to med school? How do you buy your first house? How do you do all of these things? I had to learn to do by myself and it made me really independent. And you guys, I know Dr. Jen had all those leaked text messages and all that stuff, but I got to say, man, I really relate to this stuff. Like I really, I think this is really honest, or at least I see that I see why she is the person she is. Right. Like we always. I I hate to get like deeper. (laughs) You're like, you guys, you do this every day. But like, this is the shit that's real right here. Like, even if we don't like Dr. Jen, we know why she is the way she is. Like this tells us right here, just openly, you know, somebody that had to learn their independence by, you know, that was thrust on them by force, you know, and still wondering is my dad who's passed away proud of me? She'll always wonder that. That's really intense shit, you know? Um, and then she goes, do you want to do some Botox, mom? There's anger in your forehead. And the mom goes, yes. And then we get in a new scene, Shannon Shannon's house. And then we see Archie just laying on the floor. And I literally, there should have been like a Chiron, like a uh, text that came up that said, the most depressed dog in the world. Like Mr. Peppers, Mr. Puppers is all alert and stuff. Archie is just, the Archie is just like, I've seen it all. I've seen it all. I'm literally trying to get that filler out of Shannon's face. I have seen it all. Shannon lost me a couple months ago, folks. Yeah, she fucking lost me. She went on Instagram. I was right behind her. I was like, Shannon, I'm over here. Um, so Noella calls Shannon, and Shannon's like, how are you? And she's like, not great. And we can tell she's been crying. Someone came to serve divorce papers from Puerto Rico, and they were all in Spanish. And Shannon's like, where is your husband? I don't know. Did he take and Shannon's like, did he take his clothes? No. The wardrobe and clothes and cars? All everything's here. It's life is here. He shut off the credit cards. And in a the talking head, Noella goes, I'm lost. I'm completely lost. I don't know what to do or think. It's a bad dream. Which that is fucking dark, you guys. And that's is real and noella did not plan on coming on this show and being that real and i appreciate that the cameras got this she tells shannon i have to speak to my attorneys you know he 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 made an error and i thought he would fix it i had no clue it would be the end i'm now a single mom with a kid i just i want my husband back i want somebody to tell me what's going on And Shannon says, no way you're going to reach out to him and say, don't do this? She goes, my son was just diagnosed in May. My mom was in the hospital in June. And Shannon goes, my heart is breaking for you. And then she goes, wait, he lives in Puerto Rico? And then we go to a new scene. And we get shot. And we get shots of... Heather DeBro doing a podcast, folks. And I got to tell you, once again, just like Sex and the City, this isn't my experience of podcasting. Heather's in a studio. She's smiling, well lit. Of course, Lance Bass is in another one of these boxes. And of course, Jamie Lynn Sigler from The Sopranos is in the other one. They're all having beverages and just having the time of their lives. They're all just laughing. And this is the joy of podcasting. Then we cut to Keller, Emily's son, uh, with Fisker, their dog. We see that briefly. Then we cut to Dr. Jen. And Dr. Jen is giving Botox to Steven, a.k.a. Faces by Bravo, who I love. And our friend Jeff Epstein, who's been on the podcast a bunch, he was in there watching. And if you – this all, like, now – makes a lot of sense because Steven and Jeff promoted Dr. Jen on their Instagrams, which by the way, am am I at a point yet where anybody will give me free Botox yet? What what number count do I have to get where I get free face work? And what would you guys suggest I get? Do not say just a whole facelift. Do not say that. But like, I remember that they had to promote and stuff. So hopefully if there's any Botox doctors or doctors that can fix my face, please reach out to me. Um, I want to get by the way, Shannon, if you're listening, if I could get some of that leftover filler that you're taking out of your face, if I could inject that in my face, I would be part of the reality show museum that I'm building. Um, okay. So then we get cut to Gina. She's getting out of an SUV and she's meeting Shannon. They meet at this restaurant and she's like, hi Shannon. She hugs Shannon. Um, and (laughs) Shannon goes, that's a pretty, pretty top. It's sexy in the back, which is always fun when Shannon says something sexy with a clenched metal sexy in the back. And um, she's like, yeah, it's a cute outfit. And um, Gina goes, Gina goes, all right, okay. So it's been a heavy day. I'll say that. The waiter interrupts and Gina's like, oh, hey, oh, hey, I would like a dirty martini. And then Gina goes, so Noella, I went to cryo house with her and I can't believe I'm so happy that I'm not the friend who can't help because now I I, I'm a friend who can help because, you know, I'm feeling okay. And Noella FaceTimes me earlier this day and she lets me know that her husband just foiled from divorce and saying and she was saying, I don't want this in a talking head. gene goes, oh, I can sympathize what she's going through. I've been through it. And. She's like, oh, Noella, no, no, no. And in a talking head, she goes, some fucked up, you know, some, this is just fucked up that this all exists. And Shannon goes, Noella, FaceTime me too. Drink gets delivered. Gina's mouth is open. Like, what? We get a charcuterie board delivered. And Gina goes, we have to talk about all stuff. But for me today, it gives me more perspective. We should try to get Noella to come. And Shannon's like, yes, she would like to come. And they call her on FaceTime. The lighting isn't very good. She's like, I don't know if you made other plans, but why don't you come over? And Noella's like, I would love to come over. I'll throw on some clothes. I don't want to embarrass you guys. I love when a supermodel goes, I don't want to embarrass you guys. And Gina goes, it gave me clarity. I don't want to be fighting with you, Shannon. And Shannon goes, I'm sorry. It just still doesn't make sense to me. And Gina's like, it doesn't make sense to me either what happened with Nicole. I don't get it. And then Shannon goes, but I thought you, me, you, me, and Emily were having a moment. And Gina says, "Uh, but, you know, no, Shannon goes, why did you do that to hurt me? And Gina's like, I didn't do it to hurt you. You should have told your friend in the first place. And you, you know, you said to protect her. And then Gina relays the story that she relayed to Heather last week about, you know, the day I found out my husband was having an affair, they brought me to a house that she was at, and they made, they all laughed at me, they all laughed the whole day, and then I found out, and I was so embarrassed, and I never wanted that to happen to another lady, and Shannon goes, my husband was having an affair too, like, just, like, I, like it's like a one-up of like, yes, my husband was a dirtbag too, um, You know, and Gina goes, I don't care if you're right. You folks, I don't care. And Shannon's like, I have gone out of my way to be kind to people. And Gina goes, you shouldn't have to go out of your way to be kind to people. I don't, you know, you shouldn't have to try to do that. It's very calculated. Come on. I don't do that. And Gina says, you went to Heather and said, we shouldn't be trusted. You don't trust us. You're going behind our backs. Cut to commercial. We come back. um, And uh, you're like, you telling her we can't be trusted? But, you know, you're talking shit behind our back. And Shannon goes, I'm an asshole. I made a mistake. And Gina goes, I really do care about you. And Shannon keeps talking about the special time they had in New York, which isn't like, was this like, did they fucking hook up? It sounds like they had a romantic evening at some point. Shannon's brought it up two episodes in a row. And uh, Gina's like, yeah, after New York. And we got to know each other on a different level, which means, you know, touching each other's privates. And, um, Shannon, uh, she's like, I don't want to go. I don't. And Gina says, "In they talking head, Shannon's pulling me back to bed, Shannon. I don't want to go there with her. And Shannon goes, the last thing I want to do is go to a bad place with you, Gina. And Gina says, oh, I just want to put this to bed and move on, you know? And, uh. Shannon goes, I'll keep one eye open. And Gina's like, yeah, I'll keep one eye open with eyes in the back of my head, blah, blah, blah. And Shanna says, I get what you're saying. Lesson learned, lesson learned. And Gina says, sometimes, you know, I black out and I don't know what I said to at Heathers, but I apologize for anything I said. Noella comes in and Gina goes, you're so skinny. And then she goes, body by stress fill. And then Noella goes, oh, that extra dirty martini is calling to me. And um, everybody's like, we're happy to see you, Noella. And Shannon says, have you heard anything? And Noella goes, the shutting off of the credit card. That's a big no-no, especially with our son. And Jane goes, that is fucked up. I don't have a bank account. I don't have savings. My husband is in control. All our family finances. Why is this happening? I have more questions than answers. And that's not a safe place to be. And Shannon says, we've both been... Um, you know, we've both been there, but yours is just a step beyond. And Noella goes, my lawyer says it takes 340 days. We were right about, we were right about the house. The lien could be lifted, but why do we have an emotional attachment to this house? We've only owned it for seven months. Who cares? Why is it a big deal if we sell it? And Gina goes, this sucks. And Noella goes, it's a weird time in my life. And they all cheers to divorce. And then we cut to next time we get Shannon's uh, uh, Chinese medicine doctor. We get to, to reintroduce him into the scene. Shannon's with her daughter. We see uh, Dr. Jen saying to Heather saying that Noella was talked weird to me at your party. We see Noella crying with Nicole. We see Emily showing Shane a cheesecake factory party to celebrate his passing of the baby, the bar. And then we uh, hear Emily tell Shannon, so you're calling Heather a liar. And then Heather telling Shannon in a scene, if you ever come after my family, you will lose a lot more than my friendship, which that's a fucking direct threat. That is a Erica Jane. If you say I'm coming for you, I'm coming. Look at me. I'm coming for you. So damn, man, the bro. Everybody's bringing it, you guys. And I hope you bring it this weekend. Like always, I hope you have the fucking best weekend ever. I hope you hang out with friends, family. I hope you get some downtime. I hope you get to watch something cool. There's so much good TV on right now. Listen to something cool. Teach your kids something cool. Um, everything. We're near the holidays, and I appreciate you guys so much because holidays are the time to be thankful, and I am very thankful for you. Thank you for putting up with my craziness. I hope I gave you some laughs today, and I will talk to you bright and early on. On Monday. And I've already recorded most of Tuesday's episode. And I'm telling you, it's a riot with two great guests. You're going to love it. Um, okay. I'll talk to you very, very soon. Have a great Friday and a great weekend. Bye. Betches.